This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. You can quantify it. You can qualify it. You can talk about it through a variety of different lenses, times, places, experiences, things, multiverses, however you'd like to pigeonhole that into it. But at its heart, at its core, the Auburn experience is all about its sports, its culture, and its family. And because it's about the Auburn family, we got to have some Auburn family members here. We've got our viewers and listeners, and of course, here in seat number one, I'm your host, Kyle, my co-host, Austin, in seat number two. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Kyle. War Eagle, Merry Christmas. We Merry are Christmas. steadily approaching the uh, Christmas holiday, a um, very special time uh, for most of us, and really excited about uh, what we got going on in the Auburn family or surrounding Christmas time and surrounding the end of the year. So we got plenty to talk about, my friend. Yeah, a little bit of housekeeping right at the start. This is your final show of 2023. We will do a little bit or a big wrap up of the year that was in our last segment tonight. No show for Christmas Eve, no show for New Year's Eve. We will take a break. There's still plenty of content coming out on E2C Network across all the many platforms. So don't that doesn't mean check out completely. Just know that you won't see me and Austin together until the turn of the new year, which I'm sure we'll have plenty, plenty to discuss. A- episode 61, it will probably be more jam-packed than we're going to try to do with this, this one too. Oh, yeah. Episode 61, which I guess will be uh, like, January 6th, 7th, 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 one of the two. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah. I mean, we'll be heading into 2024. And, or as you could say, you know, we're in 23 now. We're going to be in 24. Well, the Chinese New Year has, you know, the year of different animals. Yeah. It'll be the, it'll be the year of 24, Kyle, which, which could be really special to you. It could be very special to me. It could be I, the year, the year of the Cadillac. The year of the Cadillac. I'm not quite <laughs> sure that the Chinese culture would agree with you putting that as one of the it's animals. It's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not in there. You know, we already went through the whole tiger, the year of the tiger thing. Uh, but the year of the Cadillac, I don't know that that's going to come around quite probably often, not. if ever. But who knows? Things change, I guess, sometimes. So we'll just wait and see with that. We got a little Auburn potpourri to start off the night, as we normally do, because we're going to try to hit a bunch of these things. Uh, that have happened this week. I, I'm actually going to start with this, and this is why we love our live viewers too that watch because they got to almost dictate the show tonight. So we were reminded, how did I forget this, that the Auburn baseball schedule came mm. out this week. We already had SEC schedule, but they filled out the non-conference. And so now you know when the Tigers are going to be in town throughout the entire season. My advice to you right now. So do y'all remember how basketball used to be where you could basically show up at tip off and get in for a decent price? That's over. That's about to be over at baseball too. So if you are a baseball fan and you don't have your season tickets or you're, you're making your plans already to come, you need to do that. I know Austin's probably going to be there for a few games, especially when Sanford comes to town with his connections over there. Uh, I'm excited. Austin, baseball season's right around the corner. Yeah, it's really funny that you actually just said that. I, I saw my cousin this weekend who plays for Sanford. We discussed that, that the schedule had come out, so I've got my calendar marked to see him when he comes to town. Uh, but, I mean, it's another fun – you know, the usual suspects like Sanford, UAB, and, mm-hmm. and the in-state schools are there, but there's plenty to go around for non-conference and, and see how those SEC games fall as well. So 
Um, I mean, I, I can't remember all the specifics of which renovations will be done this year. Like right. it'll be the ones closest to the field, right? I know they've been working hard on that. Yeah. The, the backstop and yep. I believe the, uh, the club underneath. And I think there is going to be some work along the, uh, first base side that will have been done, but not a lot of it, but it's a lot of yeah. that kind of first foundational stuff. And then the, the next year it'll start coming along with more. So, so yeah, plenty of stuff to be able to see at Plainsman Park this year. Some, some of the biggest renovations in a long time for Plainsman Park. And, and we've discussed those right. on previous episodes, but um, it's going to be exciting year on and off the, the diamond for Auburn baseball. We don't count Bush Thompson out, Kyle. We, we will never count Bush Thompson's teams out ever, 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 ever. Uh, so don't count yourself out of the future of this program and this team. You better decide when you're coming because those seats and those tickets are going to be eaten up, especially when we hit SEC play. Uh, let's talk about another sport in its full swing of its season right now. Basketball, as of our recording, this just completed a whooping of the USC Trojans and the mighty Bronny James and the mighty Collier. I forget his first name. The potential first Isaiah, name. Yeah. Isaiah Collier, Rodman's son. Uh, who else was on there? Um, Ellis. What is his? What was it? Boogie. Boogie, Boogie Ellis, the talent abounds on the USC Trojans, but not the coalescing of a team. And Auburn just welcomed them in, returned the favor to what they did to us in uh, L.A. last year and got a big win at home, made a statement win. I I think we had all hoped maybe USC would be a little bit better record-wise when we played them, so maybe it makes us look a little bit better. Still, though, Quite a statement win for the Tigers today at home. Well, absolutely, and like you said, the talent abounds on this team. Uh, haven't quite they haven't quite figured out how to put it all together and, and how to utilize that talent the best with a 500 record. Um, but the stars were out in Neville Arena. We had plenty of uh, outside guests this weekend um, for to see the um, festivities. And with Bronny James Jr. in town, LeBron did not make his uh, Neville Arena appearance. He was scared, um, but that's okay. And uh, it, it was good. Uh, you know, I think you look at these past three games for Auburn, and they are clicking. It's it's an absolute shame they're not ranked. Right. No, I know it doesn't matter. Uh, it just you just got to be one of the top sixty four once we get to March. However, this team is is well deserving over the past three games of top twenty, top fifteen, I dare say, ranking. And so uh, I hope they get rewarded for that tomorrow morning. Um, no doubt, though. I mean, this team is clicking. There is not the um, you know, one or two stars, I think that you would normally have, but this team is talent that is even and, and is deep and is able to work together, uh, to be special. Uh, and, and it could be someone different every night, but, right. uh, this is a fun team and going to be a good team the way they're going. Uh, we still got to hit conference play, but the way they're going, they look like they could have a fun, fun March. And by the way, did you know that people only show up to Auburn basketball games to see Bronny James? Like, did you hear about that? Like, well, they don't. They don't. They don't line up for anything else. We haven't been doing that for years. No. Well, I think, and the best, the best thing I saw, and I really apologize to whoever posted it because I'm not going to be able to credit you, but I'm acknowledging this was not my own thought. <laughs> if we, if we keep saying that Auburn is lining up to see Kentucky or to see Bronny James Jr. or to see Arkansas or because it's Alabama, could it not just be that maybe they're just lining up because it's Auburn? Like, could what the common denominator here? is Auburn. And I'm sorry if you're 
if you are a major news outlet and you have failed to do your research and just think that we're all here to see Bronny James Jr. and his measly single-digit points, but we were not. We were here for the Tigers, and if and it showed with the student section being packed out on winter break after finals. Uh, I, don't get me started. But uh, you know, I heard we were only here to be to see Kentucky. That was what I was told. You know, not not Bronny James. We're only here to see Kentucky. Well, uh, so there was no blue to be seen today. <laughs> don't. There was probably one Kentucky fan, and so oh, the sure. the Kentucky fans in basketball are the Alabama fans in football. They'll just show up. There's and, always but, one, but and there's always one. Usually, if you look around close enough, there's there's at least multiple of them just kind of finding each other and. There's a, there's a, there's a stench that follows. Anyway, I'm getting too mean now. So let's, let, let's move on here uh, in our potpourri. It's second. the Christmas season. Kyle. It is I'm Christmas. It, back. it is Christmas. Good news for the football team. Keontae and Asante. I realized that rhymed in pre-show <laughs> are coming back to be part of the team. We are in the midst of the transfer portal, some additions as well. Robert Lewis from uh, Georgia State almost said Georgia Tech. Uh, we just added from Kansas. See if I can ha- gauge something. Help me, Austin. Help me keys. gauge, gauge keys. keys like Austin Keys. We are double keyed up at this point. Uh, but, right, I mean, mainly I want to focus on the huge win for this team. Keontae, you, Scott, and Eugene Asante coming back to lead that defense with some departures. That's going to be – I don't think people understand the magnitude – that that is equal to even some gets in the transfer portal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that to have those two who had real uh, prospects of being drafted and real potential of probably making some money elsewhere in the portal uh, and don't think that they weren't enticed. Uh, it's massive for Auburn's defense. It's massive for their locker room and the culture. Um, you could say it's huge. Um, no. That one's pretty good. That I, that, pretty good. No, that was bad. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you get away with that one. That was terrible. Uh, I had, a, I had, I mean, a, I had like a bucket here. I'd vomit into it right now <laughs> off screen. That was awful. It was. It's big. It's really big for Auburn because I think that you know we knew we would lose Marcus Harris to draft. We knew we'd yep. lose Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James, DJ. Um, whether they had eligibility or not. Uh, we knew that we were losing those guys, and those are leaders in their own right. But to have guys who are choosing to come back and and who are playmakers uh, is big. It'll be big for Auburn's defense and and to build into next year to have those guys. And I would argue that as much as we lament and hate some of the aspects and how it's changing our sports, NIL is changing these things. Maybe some of these decisions don't happen. And uh, you you see some of these players that maybe have the, they they could go to the draft and and probably have some success, but they're waiting around for one more year just to kind of relate it back to another sport. I think Janai coming back, you're going to, it's going to show the value of someone who was maybe draft ready, even in a different sport coming back because they're being supported by NIL helping this team out, but also helping themselves out. Maybe we're talking about that with Eugene, with Keontae for the 2025 draft. Uh, more than a year from now, but exciting news for the team and more of that coming with recruiting in the transfer portal. Obviously during our two week hiatus, there'll be a lot that we'll have to catch up on when we get back together. So no, we'll be talking about that when the time comes around. Once again, that is Auburn Potpourri. We've got two big topics for you tonight. We are going to talk about that 2024 Auburn football release. Talk about the games we're going to be seeing. And then of course, we're going to round the year out with a 2023 Auburn year in review. All that's coming up next. 
But first, let me talk to you about something real quick. I want to talk to you about the word energy. How do you get it? Myself as a content creator, you as an audience member, that's got to be a big question for you. Well, I got an answer for you because let's be honest, sometimes you got to find the best source of it out there, especially if you're going to be an Auburn fan. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride and you need energy to get through that. You can get energy through energy shots, some of these big names out there. The bad thing about them is to traditionally, some of these are not great for your overall health. And one of the solutions out there that I can tell you has got a good solution for energy, but also for an overall health uh, alternative to that. And that is our friends at Magic Mind. After trying Magic Mind personally, I can attest to the claim uh, that they state that is true of defeating burnout and elevating your mental health. Magic Mind gives you the benefits of all those other energy alternatives out there, such as mental focus and making you more productive, but also having a more prolonged and healthy natural way of accomplishing that. Magic Mind has all natural ingredients, as well as being sugar-free and those of you with allergies being nut-free for those nut allergies out there. It's also ideal for those diets such as keto, paleo, and vegan diets. I know plenty of you are looking for that healthier energy alternative out there. Be sure to visit magicmind.com slash auburnpodcast and use the code auburn20, that's auburn20, that will get you 56% off for a subscription or 20% off a one-time purchase. If you're not ready to give it a try yet, let me tell you about my family member who, who deals with ADHD on a daily basis. They said that once they tried that, they got the energy that they needed from Magic Mind without some of those, uh, we'll call them... Uh, aggravation of some of the symptoms that they deal with. So if you're ready to give it a try now, visit magicmind.com slash Auburn podcast with the code Auburn 20 for 56% off or 20% off a one-time purchase. We've been waiting. We've been hoping, wishing upon a star or a Christmas tree for Auburn football <laughs> schedules for 2024. It is here. It has arrived. I'm excited that we got the news, but as we will detail through our discussion, Austin, I'm going to be honest with you. I got a few issues with it. What's yeah. your initial reactions to 2024 before we dive into the details of it? Um, should I be positive or negative to start? You can be whatever you want, sir. It's Christmas. You get to choose. Choose your own adventure. Um, no, no October games for um, football during their stadium is an atrocity. It is should. disgusting. I thought we would never have this issue again after, what, 2019? I think and it was 2021 that happened as well. I could be wrong, but I think it was it that. It happened soon. before, and it's happened too frequently, and it was not a good idea then, and it's not a good idea now. <laughs> and it makes no sense. It just makes zero sense. Disgusting. Absolutely and I'm not disgusting. even saying it from an Auburn perspective. I'm just saying when you have – when you don't have any home games in October, well, then you must be on the road the whole time. And so if you're on the road the whole time then, well, then you're at home a lot consecutively at another time. And that's how it worked out with the schedule with five straight home games starting the year. Now, look, that's going to be great when we get back because we're going to be missing Auburn football so much. We're all going to remember how great it is, but we're also all going to be sweating our butts off because it's September in Auburn. Mm. And it's going to be five straight home games yep. of heat. And and look, Durden hair is Durden hair, and I love it more than just about anybody. But my goodness, I I was just disappointed in that that it, you know we went through the whole SEC special because with ESPN and SEC Network everything's a, a documentary now, and we got to make it we got to make it two hours long just to get through the whole schedule and talk about it and hear about from opinions of people we don't really care about. 
and we get and so we're going week by week and they just, they just keep going and we get three weeks in i'm like we're still at home are we gonna go on the road and there's four weeks in. i said surely not we can't possibly go on go another fifth straight game at home to start the year boy and were we you did. wrong <laughs> and boy was i wrong and so i just i don't like it like i i know that it's cool to start the year at home but i just i don't like that yeah. many i think that we all get burnt out by the end of it and it's like oh i and we're all sunburnt toasted red it's just an, and then you think about the whole thing with no october games yeah. october we have talked about we talked about it when it was october on this podcast it is the best time of year for Auburn football. It is crisp. It's not too cold, not too hot. And we just won't have that in 2024, I guess, thanks to the, the Birmingham powers that be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some, I think some easy ways you could have fixed the schedule, too. So as you can tell, we're not super pleased with the way things laid out. We are thankful because not too long sure. ago, folks, we weren't guaranteed Auburn football for a season. Sure. So perspective, of course, but we still want to be honest about some opinions. So let me lay the schedule out for everybody. You've probably seen the graphic by now, but somebody somewhere wants to know specifically what is the schedule. First off, Alabama A&M to kick off the season on August 31st, followed up with a game with Cal here, the return trip for them. September 7th, that next week, the following week for week three, New Mexico, not New Mexico State, oh, folks. Everybody Lord. chill. New Mexico, not New Mexico State. September 14th, September 21st, the first SEC game with Arkansas at home and that fifth game at home with Oklahoma as an SEC game. More on that in a second. We finally go mm -hmm. on the road. <laughs> Uh, the take on Georgia in Athens on the 5th of October, a bye week follows that. Then Missouri on the road, October 19th, Kentucky, October 26th, Vanderbilt back at home on the 2nd, and then another bye week. Then ULM November 16th, AM November 23rd, and Alabama, the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa to end out the year. So I think the way we could approach this, Austin, we already kind of gave some, some bad. So maybe let's give some good and then we can go back to bad because there's a lot of bad with this. Uh, <laughs> five straight home games, despite what you mm. just talked about. That's a lot of Auburn in a lot of time. And yes, there's some negative things that come with it, but it doesn't get there is a certain element of like, we get to do this again, you know, like, and it'll almost kind of ruin it when you don't get to do it again. Cause you'll be so used yep. to going to Auburn. Um, so that's a great thing. If you want, this is almost one of those schedules too, that would be great for a first year head coach because there's five straight home games, hopefully five straight wins. If they're not super difficult opponents, Arkansas and Oklahoma are obviously sec games, but you got to feel like that sets uh, Hugh freeze up really well in year two. Uh, for three games, especially he should win at the start, and then we'll see what happens with Arkansas and Oklahoma. But do you feel pretty good about that home stretch? Yeah, no, I do. I mean, to have the five there, you've got you know an in-state school that Auburn willingly plays in-state schools, unlike other people. You've got Alabama and M to start the year, and then you've got the return, you know, the other end of the bargain for the Cal series, and mm -hmm. so. That'll be a special time. We've all we've talked about with Penn State, and we've talked about with other Power Five opponents that have come here, and we've gone there. Um, just different perspective. That will be a SEC ACC game. I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it that's, up. Not me. That's another segment, another day for us to be crotchety <laughs> about. 
the Atlantic Coast Conference's own Cal Berkeley will come to Auburn, um, fresh off the Pacific Coast. Um, anyway, then then the third game, like you said, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. And so you look, you feel really good about those first three, right? You should if you're Auburn. Um, and then SEC play starts, and you know, regardless of how Auburn scrambled up some bacon this year in Fayetteville. It's another SEC game. It'll be a big test for both teams to figure out where they are on the conference level. Uh, And then you've got Oklahoma coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium as an SEC conference opponent. Uh, That'll be Oklahoma's first SEC road game uh, of their SEC life. Welcome Uh, to the SEC, baby. Welcome. Uh, And so I think that is the good – one of the good parts about this five-game stretch is – We'll get through all five and we'll all be like, oh my gosh, that was exhausting. But we'll all still be amped for that fifth one. It won't be like we'll get through four and be like, oh, we just right. gotta get through one more. It'll be we'll all pretty we're all pretty pumped about Oklahoma coming. Uh, yeah. because of just the the programs and the and the the newness of it all. So um it, it's a good five game stretch for Auburn. It's got its it's mixture of of good ease into the season and challenges. So I'm I'm excited overall about it. Yeah, you really if you look at the way it progresses, those first five games, it's kind of a nice build, whether you're talking about getting your team ready for maybe your toughest challenge, which, you know, just on paper and right now looks like Oklahoma in that stretch. And then uh, as a fan, the build up to that as well. Obviously, any year that we have to go to Georgia and to Tuscaloosa is just awful, but it has yeah. to happen until the powers that be decide they're not going to be stupid and do things. Could like have been fixed. It could have been fixed this year to not have two bye weeks too just do it a, a week later and we don't have to, I, I'm sorry. I, I, is that a unfair gripe? I hate bye weeks to be honest with no, you. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think I get wanting to start with everyone else and wanting to start with well, the, the SEC. The Let's do it different, world, but we could do whatever we want. Um, you know, I bet I'm sure the coaching staffs don't mind two bye weeks. That's true. There's, I think there's a, there's a, on the other hand, there's momentum and things like that. But also if you're, if you're banged up, that other one probably sounds pretty good, but I'm with you. It's going to be very weird. I hate bye weeks. I hate them. And we're going to have two of them, Yeah, but I get it. And if I can make a suggestion, they could have probably made this schedule instantly better. If they had taken either Missouri or Kentucky and swapped it with Arkansas and kept them home and away. Totally. And then you have three game home stretch and away game. Well, I'm fine starting our first SEC game away. That's a tough challenge, too. It, it, sure. Beating Missouri right now, who's on the rise, at least this year, that's not going to be easy. Kentucky has been pretty good, and they managed to keep their head coach, uh, Mark Stoops. So th- he's made them relevant to the equation. These are not easy SEC games. They're the easier of a lot of other ones. But I- I'm fine switching those around. And then you've got Vanderbilt, Lamo. And Texas A&M. And I mean, this is maybe the final piece that I want to put there. I, I'm actually fine with Texas A&M being at the end of the Same. schedule because it gives us some, something to look forward to. How many times have senior day been New Mexico State? <laughs> you know? And it's yeah, thankfully it wasn't this year. It was the Iron Bowl. But some rinky-dink game that you're supposed to win. And yes, everybody, people show up for the, you know, the families and stuff like that, but nobody gets super excited about that game. And chances are it's going to be a midday game or an early game. Texas A&M, even as bad as they've been, you maybe have a shot of that becoming a night game, especially with Auburn's atmosphere, to end out your season in Jordan here. So to me, 
I, that's probably the one thing about this that I'm like, all right, I'm fine with that. Even if it just like butts up with the iron bowl. I agree. Um, I'm good with it. I think this happened a few years ago and I think it ended up being a and M for us then too, uh, where it was instead of a cupcake game before the iron, bowl, I guess that would have been 2020 maybe when, when the whole year was like, yeah. um, but you know, and from a, everything you said with senior day, yes, 100%, we're able to kind of give them a final SEC game that that lives up to the atmosphere on these even years. Uh, but also, you know, and I'm not saying this was the occasion this year, but how many times do we kind of play lackadaisical in a, yep. in a cupcake before the Iron Bowl uh, yep. and kind of keep the momentum going? Um, so I'm okay with it. It keeps you focused, keeps you – uh, having fun and uh, and all the good things about about keeping a conference opponent in late in the year. And let's be honest, everyone loves that 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 last weekend before rivalry week when everybody's playing the cupcakes is is it's not as fun for the viewing audience. So right. I, I'm not surprised that it turned out this way. Yeah, that that's a good fix right there. And so there's a lot of mixture of stuff here that you cannot like, but there's some things that work as well. Here's the reality folks. It's probably all changing again in a year's time. Yep. So don't get used to it. Saddle up for now. It's going to be a hot first five games. And here's my one request, final request for the Auburn officials out there. I, I know y'all are all looking, first of all, at that New Mexico state game for homecoming. Can we please just consider this one time, even though it's going to butt right up with senior day for what's on La Mo, if we if that's when they decide to do it, or Texas A&M, let's do homecoming on Vanderbilt. Let's return the, fav- the favor to them from <laughs> last year. It'll actually feel like homecoming fall weather. Please, please, let's, let's do that then. That is my final request and opinion about mm-hmm. the 20- It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 24 schedule. It's the end of the year, sir. 20. Wow. 23. I wish I had mine. My... Oh, okay. Yeah, a little, I was okay, like, what, yeah. what is this? What is this instrument he's doing on there? Uh, the year 2023, while you're viewing or watching this, most likely, is not yet done. But by the time we get together as a podcast, uh, the Auburn Experience Podcast, Austin, myself, will be over. We'll be in 2024. So hello to our future selves. What <laughs> we wanted to do was spend some time looking back at 2023, all the amazing Auburn things that happened. Sport, a lot of sports, but other things mixed into that we just want to bring your attention to. So as you're watching, as you're listening to this live or on the replay or the audio podcast, you may be saying, screaming to yourself, y'all forgot about this. Chances are we forgot about this. So uh, before I give you the list of things that I compiled, and it's a long one, 
how was 2023 for Auburn in your mind, Austin? Was it a down year? Was it a, you know, kind of just a flat year? Was it a up, up year? What do you think? Try to look at it holistically, not just, you know, certain aspects. Yeah. I mean, with, I think with the Auburn way, it's going to be highs and lows, right? We're going to have lots right. of ups and downs. I think you can say that from sports. I think you can say that for, um, you know, administration with different people coming in, different people leaving. Um, you can say that with exposure. Um, there's been plenty of stuff surrounding Auburn that has had highs and lows. I think sports is for sure an easy way to look at that. You look at baseball success, basketball kind of underwhelming. Um, you look at the a brand new era of the Hugh Freeze and tenure. Um, overall, there's been plenty to talk about with Auburn highs and lows. Uh, plenty to remind us why we still love it. Yep. Plenty to tell to to remind us why we're so invested. Um, but overall, I, you know, it's cliche, but what a, a great year to be an Auburn Tiger, a great time to be an Auburn Tiger, and plenty to make you proud of our school. Yep, I agree. And this is a great segment and example of why we stress the Auburn experience, not the Auburn football experience, not the Auburn basketball, yes. the Auburn experience. And it goes beyond sports too. So I've compiled a list of things that I want to bring to your attention. And then we'll just kind of talk through a few of them. We're not going to have time to spend on all of them. So please, if your topic is not spent a ton of time on, I apologize. We, but, uh, we would be here till 2025. Probably true. Cause we could spend a lot of time rehashing some of these things that we've talked about on previous episodes. So if there's something you say, well, y'all didn't spend enough time talking about that. Chances are there's a previous episode. We've covered it. So go check that out as well. All right, here we go. Saddle up. Um, Equestrian wins their fifth SEC championship oh. in a row. Suni Lee and Darian Goborn end their illustrious careers as Auburn gymnasts. Auburn baseball hosts their second NCAA regional in a row. Megan Schofield finishes first in the U.S. Amateur, winning that title, representing Auburn for the first time. J.M. Butler on the men's side went to the semifinals, nearly did it too. As Austin brought up, the Hughes free the Hugh Freeze era begins officially at Auburn. The Tumors Trees became eligible, eligible, able to be rolled again. The Target opened downtown. The Stacks, which we've raved around, the, the mm. breakfast and brunch restaurant opened downtown. Uh, you know, in terms of a spiritual matter, there was a revival that took place on campus after a great event. Volleyball hit uh, two years in a row, making it to the tournament football game enhancements for this past season, the Auburn University marching band Metallica performance, partnering with SeatGeek for tickets now, which I actually think is a great thing now that I've used it. Baseball renovations began on Plainsman Park. The Frank Thomas statue went in, Big Cat Weekend, uh, The Bachelorette with Charity Lawson and Caleb Kim as a contestant, the Eagle flight at baseball for the first time, the Eagles games having our Eagle there. Bucky's opened. Jason Campbell replaced Stan White as the color commentator alongside Andy Burcham. And I'm going to start us off with this one in a very shameless plug for you, sir. The greatest Auburn event of this year. Austin became a father to two <laughs> beautiful boys and future Auburn linebackers, whatever he wants them to, well, whatever yeah. they decide they want to be, but Austin will push them a direction or something. So just a shameless plug for you, uh, the great year that was for you. Yes. Uh, I mean, personally, certainly uh, becoming a dad to Brooks and Barrett uh, 
uh, was the highlight of our year um, and and been very special, uh, especially, you know, to tie it into Auburn, getting to take them on campus, getting to take them to some games, getting to have them experience some small things in their first few months uh, of why we love Auburn um, has been special in 2023. Um, so, yes, thank you for – for saying that and you kept for, it together you know, i thought i was gonna get you <laughs> it uh there you know it's been a week uh of sometimes i'm uh, thinking about christmas and the new year that i have not kept it together so Dang you're God. just catching me at a bad time Dang God, I, almost, I almost got him that was my goal to get him with that one tonight well i'll try again <laughs> some other way all right so i just gave you a list take your yeah. pick austin what sticks out to you first other than your, your children I mean, some there's a lot of good ones on here. I think when we look at the beginning of the calendar year, um, we started off kind of and as well, not the beginning of the year, but toward the beginning of the year, talking about Butch Thompson and this baseball program. Mm-hmm. They had an incredibly exciting, you know, last month to the season, yep. a month and a half with their with their the run they went on. Really unfortunate way to end it, and and really kind of abrupt ending in the regional. Um, but just reminded us what the, what those Auburn baseball teams are capable of and what they can do. Um, and it, what a time and exciting time it was for the Auburn family to kind of rally around them. And then, you know, this might shock a lot of our listeners and a lot of our viewers because we forgot about this incident and we didn't even discuss it. But the, the tumors trees did come back um, despite our complete uh, absent-mindedness of, of discussing it on this show mm. uh i think we could say and we did say the week after it was very very special and to have the trees back means so much more than just being right. able to roll after after football games and roll after different auburn events um to have them back is, is way more about the auburn experience and auburn culture than than many can understand especially outside of the auburn family so um, I mean, to have them back in there in full force yeah. um, is one of the best part highlights of the Auburn year for me, uh, even if we did forget it uh, for, for a, a, a slight lapse, lapse of memory. It might have been the second most embarrassing thing for us on this channel. Uh, third, uh, well, so you have you dropping their laptop live on, you know, actually that was before the recording. That was post show. Post show, but post I put show. it out. I put it out there for everybody because it, it it's hilarious. out there. That us, you know, jinxing the volleyball team on their run that they were on a uh, season yeah. ago, uh, and then us on. completely just blanking on what was the biggest topic that week and the tumors yeah. trees being back. Yeah, everything you said. I mean, if you wanted to pick one thing this year that was probably your best story, it was that and what it what tumors means. It, it's frankly what this show is about because right. this is you know what I don't re- I don't recite verbatim the speech that david Housel gave at the last roll of the original tumors corner tree but it's the spirit of it is there you know when we we talk about living the whole of the auburn experience yes it's a lot about sports there we celebrate graduations engagements i passed my exams whatever you know the auburn experience whatever it is is celebrated there so that being back obviously should and and does in most people's minds take center stage I, i'm going to do something a little bit fun and something we just talk about probably way too much for people here on the show the bucky's opened up in auburn oh uh, yeah and i mean i opened i opened it up with everybody else that was there for a very chilly april uh morning uh and boy it is going strong 
and I think Auburn Bucky's is probably, I wish I could see like a, a ranking on the Bucky's, like how busy it is and how much yeah. money to, here's the shame, Austin. I tried and made a point that I was going to go to Bucky's on a game day, an actual game day, just to see what was going on there. And I never made it over there. So, mm. uh, but I can imagine how busy it was on game days. I know it's, it doesn't really mean that much in the Auburn culture, but Bucky's is part of Auburn now. So having that it here is, is, it's something at least. Oh, it absolutely is. And it has definitely changed the uh, Auburn economic growth for one, uh, but also just the way people enter Auburn, that it is the pearly gates uh, for some coming from the Montgomery area on I-85. Uh, and it is the welcome to Auburn sign for many now. So, um, it's a welcome addition and it has been, I, I don't think they're hurting hardly at all over there. No, I, I can tell you that for a fact, cause I'm supplying them with a lot of <laughs> revenue myself, even just passing through these days. And I know the rest of my family is too. Uh, I'll do something football related, but we, we talk about the freeze there, the beginning of it, what we've been through so much in this show, we, you know, it'd be just rehashing a lot of that. But what I want to bring attention to is with the freeze era came a lot of changes and, new staff members coming in, even outside of coaches and stuff for the athletic department, a new athletic director who hadn't even been here a year yet, even though he was hired in a new year, but new ideas, new fresh opportunities came. And some of them, you know, probably were winners for some and some weren't in terms of game day enhancements and um, whether that's pyrotechnics seats in certain parts that were added to increase the capacity to 88,000 officially in Jordan Hare Stadium, or whether it's um, partnering with SeatGeek, which I can just tell you from personal experience as a season ticket holder for this past year, selling a ticket on that is much so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. I didn't want to sell a ticket. I had to, but I mean, I, I was amazed by it. So to me, uh, I'm going to leave some people out, but Rhett Hobart and his team and everybody else that is there for the fan experience side of things, adding concession stands, quick service. It just felt like, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of stuff thrown out there and tried, and maybe some of it was more successful than the others. But I was just impressed with how well done so much of the amount that they did was done this year. Well, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it, it really all culminated. Uh, when Auburn hosted that NCAA baseball regional, it was it was the first time that Rhett and the, that staff had been able to kind of put some things into play uh, and us get a little taste of what was to come on a full scale with with football. Um, and I, I, it's going to sound like I'm bashing previous administrations, and I don't even know these individuals. I'm not saying that they weren't doing a good job, but it does feel like this these kind of things brought Auburn fan experience kind of to the modern day level. Uh, and and move them into the kind of setting that we're in now with these these self service things and quick serve and 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 moved us up into where we sh we need to be in order to just have the fan experience that's that's caught up with the times um, and so I, I that's a small part of the Auburn year but a big part and has definitely just made things a whole lot easier I, I think about in a similar way we're all on our phones I know you are on your phone during football games a lot recording things the Wi-Fi and the internet inside the stadium this year, yeah. I felt was, was flawless. And that's not always been the case. Um, so small things like that, just, I, I feel really good about, I feel silly to say because of better Wi-Fi, I feel good about this administration's attention to detail with certain yes. things. But when you think about how, you know, this 
John Cohen and, and his team has said, we want to update the scoreboard or we want to make significant upgrades to Jordanaire Stadium. The fact that there's little or small details being paid so much attention to, like just how we get our concession food, uh, makes me feel good about how big facility enhancements and upgrades will will go as well. So uh, it's been a great year for this administration and, and the athletic department as a whole. Uh, and just campus, I, you know, I can't think of some specifics, but we've seen upgrades across campus with different buildings and uh, different landscaping and things like that. So yeah, the uh, school of education is is slowly yeah. getting done with slowly. tearing down all those. Days. It's very slow. It's going to be a while. We'll probably be talking about that in 2026. <laughs> uh, there's a lot going on in Auburn right now, and it is not done anytime soon. Very briefly, is there one more thing that comes to mind, whether it's from that list that I gave you or not, that you just like to call attention to, sport or otherwise, for 2023, just kind of as a final, this is what sticks out to me? Uh, you know, I think you you mentioned it on the list, and it's sports-related, but I don't necessarily want to talk about their athletic careers, but I think SUNY Lee leaving Auburn mm-hmm. and, and, and in a short time, even though it felt – I mean, she was here for two seasons. In a short time, her impact in putting Auburn on a on a global level uh, was massive, and right. and will continue to do so as she competes in Paris for the next Olympics and and things like that. Yep. That's probably not finalized, but I'm fully expecting her to get there. Right. Um. It, and Auburn continuing to be associated with SUNY and her associating herself with Auburn. Yep. Uh, I I don't think it's it's too hyperbole too hyperbolic. That's probably not the right word. Hyperbolic. Hyperbolic, sure. I was close mm-hmm. to uh, so, to put her in such a high position of of furthering the Auburn family and furthering the Auburn culture to to people that that weren't as familiar with it before. And so, uh, I think that it that her legacy and her um, future competition will be a fun thing for Auburn people to kind of grasp and hold on to in a in a market and in an area that is not usual, like. We've all gotten used to seeing Auburn basketball players in the NBA, and we've all gotten we've been all been known who's all the Auburn alumni playing in the NFL or who's playing who's made it to the major leagues. But for Auburn to be on a global scale in the Olympics with a sport like gymnastics and so many really hold on to it tight, um, it, it makes us proud. It makes yep. us proud to see Auburn on that level, and so I, I think she has a lot to uh, credit for for that. And and it, it's been fun to kind of see that, even though. She's gone, and I think we've had this discussion in the past with former athletes. She wasn't just using Auburn. She became fully part of the Auburn family, and that's been really fun. And it burns our rivals every time. Absolutely. A a former athlete deciding that this wasn't just a one-off for me. This is a a family, and we come back and be a part of it. Final note for me from 2023, uh, so many things I could talk about. I was kind of bouncing back and forth, but I'm just going to call attention to the Frank Thomas statue. You know, we talk about Bo, we talk about Barkley, we talk about Camden, we talk about Cadillac, we talk about, you know, just Sony Lee now, we, Darian Goborn. We talk about all these, you know, monsters in their different sports, but Frank had yet to be officially enshrined here. And I think that being part of that, I wasn't, part of the ceremony but i got to cover it be there and you know and film it and be part of the unveiling even on a rainy stormy day was such a special auburn moment and you could see in his eyes how much that meant to him and so we go back to the story that we always talk that you just mentioned 
This isn't just somebody saying I picked Auburn and that's why I associate them. I picked Auburn because of the way we treat each other as family. So happy to have that here. Happy to uh, finally enshrine him. And uh, it's the first of many renovations to come to Plains, Plainsman Park and making that facility one of a kind. Well, whether it was about baseball, sports, food at Auburn, experiences outside of Auburn, the city or the town, 2023, it was a it was a busy one, <laughs> and I'm sure when we do this again in a year's time, uh, we'll have plenty, plenty more to talk about. That's going to do it for episode 60 and the 2023 podcast episode list. Thank you all for tuning in this year. We'll see you in two weeks. On the way out, check in with me at uh, on X, I guess. I'm getting used to saying that. At Kyle Loomis 24. Where can they find you, sir? Terrible part of 2023. Uh, that, that's fine. If we yes. can just go ahead and say that. One of my least favorite. On Twitter, you can find me at Austin D. Scott. Uh, if you just so desire to find me on Instagram, I'm there too. Uh, but Kyle, it's been a blast, my friend. Uh, looking forward to plenty of War Eagle and Auburn family moments in 2024 with you. I am as well, sir. Until then, War Eagle. War Eagle.